This is the Reluctant Leader Podcast, the podcast designed to help you step out of the shadows and become an inspirational leader. I'm your host, Mark Terrell, and each episode I will be getting to grips with a leadership topic by interviewing an expert in their field. I'll be picking their brains for those golden nuggets that will help you be the best you can be. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing at thereluctantleader.co.uk and please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. So let's get on with the show. Today I'm talking to Natalie Lewis. She describes herself as an unconventional HR consultant. She supports small businesses to build the foundation of HR and business, ensuring everything implemented contributes to the overall profitability and growth. She works with directors and business owners to launch established businesses into the next stage of their growth by improving their people, their brand, reputation and profitability. At all stages, company values and people are at the centre of everything she endorses. Hope you enjoy this chat we had about culture and I'll catch you all on the other side. Natalie, welcome to the Reluctant Leader podcast. Hello, good morning. I think the first thing I should say is actually we've never actually met in person. It's, it's funny how the world works these days. I think we were part of a, a networking group um, and then for one reason or another we connected on LinkedIn uh, and then I saw what you post, uh, which were always very interesting. Um, and, and, and the reason why I asked you to come on and talk about culture, because I think a lot of the things you post about is about culture. Um, but before we get into all that, the first thing I'd like to know, I'm sure everybody else listening would like to know, is why, why do you do what you do? And what was the pivotal moment that took you down this path? Interesting question. Hi, yes, Mark. Um, okay, so um, I have always worked in HR. Um, I, I actually did a degree in animal behaviour. Um, and uh, I have to say that there's uh, many comparisons that I can draw between uh, between animal behaviour and working in uh, different businesses. Um, it, always, uh, it always makes me laugh um, how, uh, how much I learnt about business and, uh, and humans from that degree. Um, I actually, um, I'm doing what I do now, as in running dynamic HR services, um, because I ha- I've always had a passion for business. Um, I've had a passion for people. Um, I've loved sort of business strategy and getting involved in that. Um, but the reason why I'm actually working for myself is is, is quite pertinent to this um, this podcast about culture. I've worked in various different cultures throughout my life um, or my business life um, and I've found that actually most of those cultures didn't suit me or I didn't suit them (laughs) one way or another um, and I found them far too restrictive. Um, I had a really um, poor experience just before setting up my own business which really kind of pushed me um, into becoming self-employed the, um, I worked in a culture of blame and micromanagement, um, and I think a lot of people can resonate with that. Um, and that culture really se- uh, severely affected my um, mental health. Um, I was having, to, uh, to the extent that I was having um, regular anxiety attacks, and um, I just hated where I worked. Um, simple as that. So I actually left there and went to or was looking to go to a new job, um, I'd set that up. 
But in the between sort of finishing at one place and going to that, I actually realized that, you know, I don't think I could ever put my mental health into the hands of another person. Um, so that would mean that I'd have to be my own boss. And so I set up Dynamic HR Services. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's, that's where I've got to. Yes, it's, it's an interesting, interesting story. So it's, it's more than just a job. It's, it's an actual, you're um, protecting your health, uh, doing something that's right for you. So that yes. you, you haven't got anybody else that's um, sort of putting on some something uh, that you don't believe in. Uh, so, so, so that's really important to you, something that, um, you know, you're doing something that you're believing and that you're making a difference. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually those experiences that have pushed me um, to, to have the vision and HR um, of H, sorry, of, um, of HR and business and business strategy that I have now that I am really passionate about helping businesses um, to improve. Because I think if you can foster happy staff in the way that they want to be um, treated, mm. then you will ultimately have much more of a successful business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, cool. That's good. Um, so let's get stuck into what we're going to talk about, which is, which is what you already mentioned, actually, um, is uh, culture, uh, business culture. Um, so what would you, what would you say is uh, a good culture? How do you, how do you um, define a good culture within a business? That's a really interesting one. Um, and something probably that I can't exactly answer in a sense because a good culture is one that fosters happy employees. Now, everyone's different um, and everyone's motivated by, motivated by different things. So a culture is, is going to be defined really, A, by the leader. So the leader of the business um, is, is who defines the culture in the way that they behave, the things that they set up around them, uh, the processes, the rules, all of those different things. Um, and then I suppose that really what I would say is that the important part is getting um, employing staff who actually fit with that culture. Um, I personally think that a good culture, certainly for a good culture for me, if I was back being employed by someone, would be a culture of um, autonomy, um, an outcome-based culture whereby you know you can work when and how you want but you reach outcomes now that's quite a new sort of culture that we're seeing coming into various different businesses um, Google is rather like that there's a company called people um, who develop uh, people HR software um, that's uh, they're an interesting company um, there's also a company called Zappos um, who and they all have that sort of culture, and I think I've seen a, a big trend heading towards that type of um, business and different culture. Mm -hmm. um, so again, it's sort of, sort of just to sort of reiterate, it's 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 based on autonomy, um, and whereby employees are responsible for themselves um, and other people around them, rather than that sort of. Um, management structure where you know a manager gives a task says go away come back and uh, go away do that and come back to me mm. um and it's very much driven by outcomes um so i think that would that that's definitely a, a trend and i that personally would work for me um a good culture i suppose really is is one where employees are at the center of things um where they're listened to 
Mm. Um, and really where they're taken care of. Um, you know, I've always said that staff are your greatest asset, um, <laughs> but they're also your biggest risk. So you've got to get it right. Yeah. And I, I think um, what's, what's interesting as we're, we're talking on this podcast about leadership and how we can help those that maybe are in a leadership position, how they can be more effective. Yes. Um, so bear that in mind, how, how could somebody in a leadership position, do you think, start to think about what their culture is firstly uh, okay. and, and then whether it fits in, I guess, with um, what, they, uh, what they want the business to achieve. I think that's, that's the important thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so whether we're talking, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming your listeners um, sort of range from a one-man band um, to, uh, you know, people um, who actually have teams and, and manage staff. So um, whether you, however, one, whether you're a one-man band or a team of people, um, everybody's business, whether they're one person or, or multiple, um, has a culture at this moment in time. Whether it's the correct culture for them is, is a different matter. Um, so I suppose what we have to look at is, is what is culture? Um, culture is, um, is one of those funny etherical sort of things that, um, is difficult to define, but it's ultimately the, um, the environment, environment which people work in, it, um, the energy that a leader puts out there. It's the, um, the rules, the processes, um, all of those different things come together and fit to create a culture. Um, it's the behaviours that are seen within that business. So it's generally you as a business owner or a leader um, who consciously and sometimes more often, I suppose, unconsciously um, dictates the company culture. And it may often come from, you know, cultures that perhaps they've worked in as they, you know, as, they, as they've worked at that sort of career ladder. Um, it's, it's the identity of a leader um, expressed through the organisation. So I suppose in order sort of to, to decide what your culture is going to be, I, I always look at, I speak to my clients and say, right, well, you know, what makes you unique? What do other people say about you consistently? Um, what do you know that others don't? All of these things can be used to sort of define a culture. Um, how do you do things differently? Um, who are you? Who are you not? And what do you stand for and against? And those sort of things, if you sit down and have a think about those, the types of words that come out of that exercise um, will start to define the culture of your business or how, you know, the culture that you perhaps um, want to foster, okay? It gives you, it gives you, it gives you an indication of who you are. Mm. And then going forward with the leadership side of things, um, it's about defining your values and then making sure that you actually follow through and live those values. And that can be quite difficult, especially when you've got a large team with, who may have different values as well to mm. you. Um, so assuming that, you know, a company, whether it's a start out or they're looking to, to look to actually create a new culture, which is quite often something I get involved with. Um, yeah, I think it's, um, <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, I, 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 I get what you're saying. And I can relate to that because when I, I 
my background is a family retail business and I went through the ranks and I ended up as leading that business. Now, I, I think I did a reasonable job, but I didn't really think about it in these terms. I didn't really know what my values were, but obviously oh. I had them. I had values. Um, it's not that we just, um, you know, just suddenly got to make up some sort of values. We just got to dig deep and find out what those values are. And they don't have to be actually complicated. Some of these no. values are um, basic human traits that are important to us. And if they're violated, then that's when we, you know, and sometimes you've just got to check in with yourself. So if that happened, how would you feel? Um, and I, I think a lot of people think, well, how do I get to this point where I, you know, my values and then what, well, you know, I've got to take into, a point, into account values of other, all the staff and all those sort of things. But I think if you get a core set of values that everybody buys into, that's when everyone actually gels and actually understands, well, this is what we're about. I was working with a client not so long ago and I said, look, what, what's acceptable and what isn't? And then that, that conversation is very interesting because people you know, have their own little um, uh, bits and pieces to say. Uh, but at the end of it, you say, well, actually, what's come out of there is this is important to you, this is important to you, and this is important to you. And, this, and everyone said, yeah, that is important to us. Um, so you're absolutely right. And it's about um, having that vision, isn't it? Having a vision of what, what is acceptable uh, and what the culture is all about. What is it? Uh, what is it? What do we want yeah, to achieve? Here, yeah. You've hit on something very important there. I think mm. um, it's funny. Over the years that I've worked in HR, um, society's definitely changed. And this is something I'm really passionate about because society is, I'd say is changing. It's also, I would say it's got to a point where it has changed. Um, people have got access to so much more these days um, and they know exactly what's going on in the world around them. Um, and what, they, uh, what people want from their jobs is certainly changing. Um, employees want interesting work that makes a difference and, as you say, aligns with their personal sense of purpose and their values. Um, they want leaders who care about them um, as an individual, more importantly than just, you know, as a, as a number. Um, and they want the opportunity to grow and to learn within their roles. Um, the youngest of our generation is, they're a bit of enigma, um, and you probably, <laughs> lots of people have been talking about this. Um, but actually, do you know what? All they want is experiences, and they want to be inspired. So they're not actually that more complicated than any other generation. Um, I think in terms of... Um, the sort of as I see the future of business, I think the there's and certain um, certainly research is definitely um, showing that what people want is um, sharing a sense of purpose. So that vision, as you say, you know, working towards um, a shared vision, and that's really important. And um, sharing similar values, as again you said. Um, and I think that's probably, I would say, was, is actually key to an organisation. Um, mm -hmm. You know, employees, all, everybody that you take on in your organisation should have very similar, similar values. Mm -hmm. um, people want to be stretched and challenged in a role, but not to the point of stress. Um, they want to be able to learn new skills and have new experiences. Autonomy and working to outcomes, as I said before, is, is, is really key these days um, and, is, and more and more research is showing that that's what employees want. Um, and then in recent, then even better is that um, 
people want to receive regular feedback. Now, that can be quite difficult, I think, for some leaders to, mm. to give that and to provide that. Um, but that's definitely something that's being demanded by the, the, the workforce. I think that is, that is essential, I think, isn't it? One of yeah. the things that um, I see is that I think we're all guilty of it. We don't give enough. We don't catch people doing things right enough. But we're, yeah. but we're great at finding faults and seeing when things are wrong. Yes. Uh, and focusing on that. I mean, it happens in all 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 uh, walks of life, whether it's you know, family or, you know, we, we, we are good at picking up things that are wrong, but actually when things are right, we're not very good at that, are we? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the, the last thing on my list there was, is, was being thanked. People mm. actually being rewarded and recognised for what they do. And as you say, you know, catching people doing, the, you know, performing the good behaviours rather than, you know, the, some of the things that might irritate you as a leader. Um, and the more you focus on those good behaviours, the less the bad behaviours become. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's, things are changing. Um, you know, I think even the way that we um, treat and motivate people is changing. And all of these things are all, they're all connected to culture. Mm. Um, because if you, you, you know, you can have a culture of, um, as you say, so a culture that I, I was, um, I sort of was, uh, last culture that I had um, was a blame culture. And it was um, one of micromanagement because the leader of the business um, had no trust in um, their employees. So, and it wasn't down to the many, it was down to one or two people and bad experiences that then marred it for the rest of the people in the business, which is, mm. is sad. Yeah, I'm, 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 the, the important point there is, I think, is actually being consistent, isn't it? Is yes, consistent. Just because one employee is um, behaving in a particular way, which isn't to your liking, you've got to be consistent yeah. in your the way that you you handle that, um, and and not to bring personality into it, isn't it? I think that's quite a skill. Yeah. Uh, I know in the past with my challenges with um, employees that are were testing me, put it to put it bluntly is it's is quite a skill to actually rise above it and actually rather than actually go down the route of uh, it's, this is a um a personality thing it's actually just about attitudes and behaviors which um that's that's what it comes down to isn't it it's the attitude and the behavior yeah. that you, you've got to instill the right attitude and the right behavior absolutely i mean <clears throat> so a lot of the work that I do at the moment is um, going into businesses where the workplace culture has turned toxic. So, you know, there's sort of poor behaviours being shown, um, poor productivity, um, poor performance from the sort of, I would say the minority more than the majority, but sometimes yeah. it's sort of more 50-50. Mm -hmm. um, and then what you see is high absence um high so high or pro, poor productivity high absence um and those really affect the bottom line and, and what i do is go in and, and identify um a number of things i start off by identifying what culture the, the business leader it's normally a director of the business um wants to create so we sit down and we look at that and you know we discuss well you know do you want more of a corporate culture do you want um, an autonomous culture more flat level um, you know, what is it or something in between? What is it that you want? Mm -hmm. what, is, what are the company values? And obviously, as we've discussed before, those values often stem from um, their own personal values and, and what they want to create, which is, which is absolutely fine. 
And then we identify the people in the business um, and who fits those that, that sort of new culture and new values that they want to foster. Um, and often, I have to say that sometimes, it, you know, we have to go in and we have to remove the wrong people because it's not just wrong for them, but it's also wrong for the business. Mm-hmm. And if somebody is behaving poorly, it's often because they're, not, they're unhappy. You know, no, 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 no staff um, or no staff member who is feeling like, you know, they're not respected or don't fit into the, into the workplace is going to, you know, push themselves to come in. And um, perhaps if they've got a bit of a sniffle or whatever, they're just going to take that day off and think, well, sod it, you know, I'm just going to sit here and, and, and claim sickness or, or whatever it might be. So I think it's really important um, work to do is to, to sit down and divide, define your culture is actually to label the culture as it is now mm. and then decide whether that's something that you're happy with, that culture is correct for you mm. um, and your business, or if you want to, um, set your sights on a new culture. Yeah, and, and I guess um, what's sprung, sprung to mind there is actually you've got to be quite brave, haven't you? You know, mm. you, 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 it's, I mean, I'm sure um, with the clients you've worked with, I'm sure people have, have thought, really, have I got really got to do that? And 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 I, I guess part of what you do is actually just encourage them. That, you know, you you've got to stick your neck out and be brave. If this really, if you really want this to happen uh, and you want things to change, then you, you've got to do something, otherwise it just carries on the same. Well, yeah. absolutely. I mean, you mm. know, my, my job is to empower people mm. um, and to give them the tools and skills to be able to do that and also sometimes the encouragement to do the right thing. Um, it, it's an interesting one, really. Um, it, it, it does take bravery. Um, but the benefits to getting your culture um, right are that, you know, your productivity and your, your you know, customer service improves everything improves from there and people actually feel like they're part of something and they want to stay with you. Mm. Um, you know, you'll, you'll find that staff will actually bother to go the extra mile. Um, when they feel rewarded, when they feel re- recognized and when they feel that their sense of purpose and their values align with the business that they're in. Mm. And certainly I think, you know, from a personal experience, I think I only found a couple of businesses that I worked in previously before setting up my own um, I actually only found that in a couple of places um, so I think it's but it's it's definitely something that staff that people are wanting more of is that is that sense of sort of community I guess it is mm. um, so yeah absolutely no it does take bravery um, yeah. and even just taking on one member of staff I believe is is brave to, for people you know for, for leaders and business owners to do so to take on a team and be able to manage them well it, it does take something and you know I think not all of us are born to lead um certainly can learn to lead um but it does take it takes time and it takes courage to to to, to arm yourself with those tools yeah and that's interesting you just said that actually um I mean I'm sure you've come across people that want a quick fix, they want you to come in and, well, what do I need to do? Wave, wave your magic wand and, mm. and stop it out in no time. But yeah. time is the thing, isn't it? It takes time. It takes, you know, you've got to be consistent. It's like, you know, running a business. You've got to be consistent in what you do so that people understand what you're about. 
Uh, and it's the same when you're in a leadership role. You've got to be consistent. You've got to stick by your values. And when you see something that's outside the values of the business, then you've got to stop it. Because if you don't, if you don't stop it and make sure that you stand up to something that's wrong, then all you're doing really is, is encouraging more of that behavior, aren't you? Absolutely. And that's, that's then when, you know, I end up coming in is to, to revert that, that culture, the, the, the toxic culture, because the bad behaviours have happened. That's when I step in and have to take it back to either the old culture or we create a new one, one or the other. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to that sort of that sense of bravery, you know, sometimes I think what we've got to realise that not everyone is, um, is right for every culture. And recruiting the right people is really important and that's like sort of the 101 i suppose of 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 business is making sure that you recruit people to the to the values um and the correct values um that you've you know that you have set and defined but also is if somebody is not fitting into you know your culture your values then you need to remove them and sometimes it's through no fault of their own but you know ultimately you've got to look after your business. Um, and quite frankly, I mean, there's been times where I've, I've removed people from a business um, and they've written to me after sort of maybe six months down the line and said, thank you so much. Do you know what? I wasn't happy in that business. And it, you, you gave me the push to go and find somewhere that um, I did fit into. So it's, you know, it's, there can be benefits on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and that's important to to to, to um, remember that, isn't it? If someone mm. is actually stuck in a business that actually they don't want to be there, the best thing for them and for the business is for them to find something that they are happy with, uh, rather than causing them stress and the business and the uh, the leadership of that business stress. But what what I, I think what would be useful now is to actually give some examples of what you've come across as as really good culture, how people have done that. Um, so that maybe we we can inspire people as to the the right way to go about creating a good culture, uh, and and I know that's not easy because not you know every culture is different. But is there some, some sort of fundamentals that you always work to that you encourage um, business leaders to work work with? Yeah, I mean, it's, as I say, it's it's kind of difficult to define because each culture is different, and obviously, a different culture will attract different personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, the cultures that work best are um, well-defined cultures uh, where a vision and a purpose is is very well defined, and everyone is driving towards that same purpose. The values are simple. Um, and probably not a huge, huge number of them, sort of say maybe four or five values is, is about right. Mm. Um, but th- those values are um, actually not just sat there on the wall or on a mug or on a coaster or, you know, wherever you want to put them, toilet doors or whatever. <laughs> but they're actually, you know, lived those, uh, and that people actually use those values to make decisions within the business. Um so, you know, I always say to staff that if, if they're on their own and they've got no, they've got to make a decision um, and they've got no one else to ask about it, I always say to them, go to the business values and if they, if that decision or the outcome that you're making, you're trying to get to, ticks all of the values, then crack on and do it. Um, I think also where leaders are 
again, they live and eat those values. You know, it's, it's one, it's about living your values. Um, I think one of, certainly for the sort of future of business, the best cultures that I have found or the sort of most successful cultures that I have found um, that I've worked with have, so the sense of purpose, of course, uh, the values as well, um, but also are moving towards what people want. Um, so the future of, of, of sort of HR and business, which is a lot more autonomy, mm-hmm. a lot more flexibility, um, and the choice to be able to, do their jobs in the way that they feel fit. So that can find, that can feel quite scary to leaders, I think, mm-hmm. um, because they, you always have a defined way that you think something should be done. And, you know, you can say, so it's, it's quite easy to staff is to say, you know, do this task and do it this way. But actually it might not be the best way and it might not be best for that member of staff to do it in that way. So I think having a lot more autonomy and freedom to actually complete tasks or, um, as I say, work to outcomes in the way that they think is best um, is also a really good, good culture to foster. At the end of the day, as a, you know, as a leader, as a director of a business, um, you bring staff in to do the things or the tasks, the work that you can't do or you don't have time to do. You've got to trust them. Mm. Making sure that your recruitment process um, is is ultimately the right thing is, is sorry um, the the recruitment process um, picks up the right people with the right skills is really important. So if you're going to bring in an expert, say let's say you take on a, net, a marketing expert or a salesperson, um, or it could be anyone really, um, you've got to trust them to be able to use their skills and experience. Um, and I think that's where a lot of businesses go wrong is that they then put restrictions on those people um, mm. and tell them that they have to do a, cert- a task in a certain way. Yeah, one of the things that I've noticed is actually, and it's a skill that a lot of people aren't taught, is actually the explicitness. Being explicit actually what you want. Yes. Uh, and, and using the right language. Yes. Uh, uh, I think we're all, we're all guilty of being a bit woolly and a bit like assuming. Um, but being actually having... Um, a clear idea of what it is you want and actually expressing that explicitly is one of the key skills I see is to make sure that people are know exactly what the outcome is, what they what, what, what the, the outcome is, is wanted or needed. Mm. Um, and so there's no amb- ambiguity. So you, you, you know where the, we've got to go to. And if you want autonomous, autonomous to be autonomous, then yeah. that's what that's what we've got to take you take that's why we want to take the business um and how you do it is up to you uh, and, right. that, and that's that's that, that bringing in that autonomy isn't it yeah absolutely and i think that's really important and um, but also i think the 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 interesting thing is that a business that has a very clearly defined purpose clearly defined um values and has a good business plan um, so we're, and shared and a shared business plan as well, so that where all employees understand what they're working towards and what outcomes they're working towards. So whether it's be financial or um, you know a certain um, level of customer service, if or, or whatever it might be, um, that makes life 
much easier when you're then providing staff with autonomy. If you want to be able to allow your staff to be an autonomous, they've got to understand what they're working towards. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's that's the, the crucial thing, setting out in, in, in the first instance to have a clear vision so everyone's bought into that uh, and then yes. have the values attached to that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Great stuff. Okay. Um, I think um, it's probably time to think about sort of summing up a bit and sure. how, um, how well, well let's, let's think about how we can um, sort of sum up what we've been talking about. With, with, well, I'll, I'll let you think about three top tips in a minute. But okay. think about, let's think about um, what's, what you've seen gone wrong, what you see goes right, and sort of a little bit of a sum up here of, of what people can really think about when it comes to instilling that culture within their business. When, when, when maybe where you become a leader in the business where um, I, I seem to come across people that have started the business and got to a place where they're spending most of their time leading their team, which is not what they obviously set out to do. Mm. So with that in mind, how do you, um, how do you instill that? How do you instill that culture, which um, firstly you've got to, articulate and then mm-hmm. secondly you've got to live by mm, interesting question okay um i would say that anyone who's either got a business at the moment or is, is has moved into a place of leadership i think they've got to be very clear on the culture that they want to um foster within their business mm-hmm. keeping in mind the people that they've got around them um Define their purpose, define what it is they want to achieve in that business. Um, So whether it's financial or or whatever it is, so that will be guided by the business plan, assuming there is one. Um, One, then get one together. It doesn't have to be a big, you know, business plan. It can just be something I use as a business canvas, but it's Mm -hmm. it's essentially it gives people a focus. Mm. Um, Define your values. And then bring, I say it's easy, it's, it's easy to talk about it, to bring people on board with those values. But if people already have, to, you know, have similar values and it's not a difficult one to do, consider um, who, if anyone, doesn't fit that culture and values that you want to define and, and then have a discussion with a professional, you know, an HR mm-hmm. professional about, you know, how do you either remove them um, or perhaps bring them on board um, which can be difficult to do, but it's, yeah, it's or find, find something more suitable. Maybe it's the yeah, maybe or find something more suitable for them. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. There might be another area of the business that suits mm. them better because let's not let's not forget that most most businesses, if they're if they're big enough, will have um, a culture, but also each um, department may have a slightly different culture. So absolutely, yeah. Uh, and then um, personally, I think giving feedback, regular feedback is absolutely key to bringing staff on board mm. um, and keeping everyone focused, revisiting those outcomes and the val- you know, and, and making sure that you're looking at um, uh, giving people examples of where they have fulfilled a company value or haven't um, and being honest and open about that without criticizing. I think criticism is, is, is toxic. Mm. Um, and then saying thank you to staff and meaning it. 
those are all things that I would suggest. Um, yeah, and, and sometimes it is those simple things, isn't it? Like you've just said, yeah. just saying thank you for doing something that maybe we've taken for granted. They've just done it um, because they think it's part of their job. Well, actually, a lot of pe- people do things that are actually probably outside their, their job. Oh, yeah, exactly. uh, and, it's, and it gets ignored. And actually, when it gets ignored, people think, well, I, I did something and it wasn't recognised, so maybe I won't bother next time. Absolutely. And do you know what? I think it's, it's, uh, people say to me, or, you know, people are busy in, or business owners say to me, God, that's really difficult because I'm not in the business all the time. So I can't sort of, I can't see people doing the right things. Well, you know, you can ask the other people around them because they can ask the work colleagues, you know, what, what did Bob do well in the, in the last few weeks? And, and I think, um, you know, it's, you can use them as sort of, I wouldn't say spies, um, but people to provide feedback on each other. Um, you know, positive and sometimes you know there may be times where you know things need to change but I, I encourage positive feedback um certainly uh, you know when sort of starting to change a culture um so it is possible to do and uh, personally I just think if um you know certain certain leaders can be can make excuses for not doing things like that because you know it does tap into that sort of emotional side um of of work and um I think that over the last number of years that's maybe been discouraged in quite a corporate environment um but that's certainly a way where we're going heading back towards a more human workplace Mm. um and therefore we are going to have to get in touch with with um scary emotions um and actually be able to communicate those yes a a wake-up call to uh, everybody um, because we all know that it's so easy to um, move jobs these days. And I think it's, it's a, when we talk about employees, it's a buyer's market, I think, uh, in most instances. And if business owners, if they don't keep the right or the key staff, then it's going to be expensive to replace them. Um, and we want to encourage them, give them ways to actually hold on to them. Absolutely. It's, mm. it's expensive to replace staff. It's expensive when things go wrong. So again, mm. you know, going back to recruitment, mm. it's really impo- important that, um, you know, leaders uh, recruit to, to the right values and the right culture. Mm. Um, you know, and, and often I get asked, well, how do you know someone's, um, you know, values? I personally use uh, psychometric testing um, because I think that's something that, you um, is a useful tool but not everyone is is able to um afford psychometric testing or want to use it mm. um but you can certainly you know the thing is with employment law at the moment is that you have the ability to write in a probation period and i think what we have to do again is is sort of be uh, upfront in thinking that if someone's joining your business you know you can perhaps give them a six month I think a six-month um, probation period is long enough to, to get to know someone and make sure that they actually really do fit that, you know, the culture um, mm. and the values. Mm. And monitor those people throughout that um, so that you can actually say definitively that, you know, yes, they fit or no, they don't. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's lots of different things, but recruitment's key. Um, you know, removing the wrong people um, at the right time is, is also key, but doing it in a way that, you know, is... is um, minimizing risk so following the law mm. um yeah absolutely yeah and, and you've probably already done it but i think if we just leave uh, let's leave our listeners with three top tips as to you know, being in a leader position how can we um three things that we could help us to create a good culture within our business okay um i'm going to be unconventional and i'm going to go for six things sorry okay, <laughs> okay. fair enough <laughs> 
Um, define the culture that you want in your business. Mm-hmm. Set a vision for your staff. Um, underpin those with your company values. Review who, if anyone, doesn't fit those culture and values and take action. Provide your staff with outcomes rather than, you know, here's a task, go away and do it. Um, Provide them with um, regular feedback and more autonomy and say thank you to them. Brilliant. Very comprehensive. And I think (laughs) if everybody, um, hopefully they didn't, but if they really went, um, sorry, fast forward to the end of this, then they would have got all we talked about in a snapshot, which is brilliant. I hope so. So so thank you, Natalie, for your time today. I've really enjoyed it. And um, hopefully we can catch up again soon. Thank you. You're very welcome. Yes, I do hope so too. And uh, thank you to everyone who's listening. Thank you for listening today. As action leads to outcomes, make sure you make a note to start, stop or continue doing whatever struck a chord in this episode. Don't forget to subscribe at thereluctantleader.co.uk where you'll find links to all the past episodes, blogs, blogs and how you can get in touch with me. Until next time, bye for now.